0: Alrighty, folks, this is the day we have been waiting for for quite some time. Uh, I will admit to being a wee bit anticlimactic. It kind of came in as we expected. We will go over the inflation numbers in detail. We will set the expectations. We will come in and what they what they actually were. But more importantly, I will remind you that this is kind of the second, maybe the third step to lower inflation. And more importantly for you and I, lower rates, right? This is, again, a positive step in the right direction to lower rates. The Fed on pause, margin compression, all the stuff we've talked about. So we will get into inflation. We will break down the details. Uh, We will also talk about San Francisco. It is uh, another sign that it is dying. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news about the largest mall in San Francisco, but let's say it is not good. And then finally, the great Lance Lambert. Uh, Fortune and Thursday contributor to this channel, gave a brain teaser yesterday on Twitter. I don't know that he intended it to be a brain teaser, but I'm going to twist it and ask you the following question, right? I want to get some interaction from my wonderful audience that is up and about this morning. I want you to get those thumbs or fingers ready to answer the following question, and then we will come back to it with the actual results. So, Lance Lambert, this is for you. Since June... 2009. So let's call that 14 years ago. Almost it is 14 years ago, you know, this month. How many months has the US economy been in a declared recession? So, one more time, I want you to list a number greater than zero for how many months the US economy has been in a declared recession since 2009. I think this is wild. We'll come back to that in a minute, but let's get into inflation. Remember what inflation was against CPI headline, CPI core last month, just so you remember. It was 4.9% for headline. It was 5.5% core. Uh, there's also a month-on-month number for both of those readings at 0.4. The expectations were, uh, it looks like Wall Street ended up going to 4% for the headline, Point. for the headline for the month-on-month. Core was expected to come at 5.2 year-on-year and 0.4. So those were the expectations. What happened? Well, it came in at 4% CPI headline, kind of like we expected. Remember, three, four, five weeks ago, I indicated that this number is going to come in better than 4.3, and it certainly did. More on that in a minute because I think it's going to get really, really good next month. And then headline, or I'm sorry, CORE. CORE came in at 5.3, so a slight, you know, we're, we're still, we're, we still have a problem with CORE. But again, I have good news for CORE. Remember what I've been trying to help you, I'm trying to help you see the future. Uh, we are dealing with shelter inflation that is still running at 8%, right? That is the reading from this month, 8%. And remember, we have this seasonal lag. Remember the 12 cups lined up? where one month falls off and the next one comes on. Uh, That eventually is going to turn in the favor of rent, but not probably for a couple of more months, but it is coming. It frankly is a mathematical certainty. We just have to wait. So again, inflation comes in at 4% headline. That again, in my opinion, will be the cherry on top for the Fed to pause. We're going to hear about that tomorrow. The Fed pause will be... uh, a hawkish pause, which I think they will do going forward. It's, you know, hey, we'll be data dependent. We're ready to do more, blah, 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 blah. They're done. They're done. They got a terminal rate of over 5%. You now have inflation at 4 and falling. Um, they're they're done. They're not going anywhere. But they're going to talk tough. They're going to stand ready. All this nonsense uh, because they can't signal to the market that a cut is coming. So, again, exactly what uh, we expected. So, again, shelter is the largest contributor. And that gets better not next month, but August and September. Let's talk about next month. Uh, So I've been trying to help you see the future on CPI headline next month already. Again, we've talked about the base effect. We've talked about next month's base effect being larger than this month. Remember, this month we dropped off one. We got 0.1, hence a 0.9 delta. And lo and behold, we went from 4.9 to 4%. Again, this stuff is mathematically pretty certain with some with some you know slight adjustments on the edges. So that's how we that's how come we could call a low CPI on purpose. So what does that all mean for next month? Next month really could be below three percent. The headline reading for CPI for the year, July twelfth, could be and almost is certain to be 2.9 now there's a chance that it's 3% mm, yeah there's a chance it's it's it could be it could easily be 3% but i'm going to put it out there right now that it might even be 2.9 and the reason all of this is important is because one of the things that the fed is looking at is 5 year forwards right what are the expectations for inflation And as of yesterday, before this reading, the forward-looking inflation reading was about 5%. I'm certain that that will come in. The masses, right, the folks that don't watch this channel, all they're doing is looking at the headline reading and reacting to it. So if they start seeing headline readings 4%, 4%, and then they see 2.9, they're going to expect inflation to come in. And then, oh, by the way, after next month, what do we get? We start to get shelter rolling over. So again, I think the Fed by the august or september reading could be at 2627 uh but again this is these are all almost almost mathematically certain so we could obviously be surprised opec could do this or that it's it's pretty wild so again uh very very interesting uh something i mentioned yesterday in my cold open but i failed to talk about so shout out for the folks that pointed that out was the ups strike Uh, i'm going to go from memory here because it was an article i read yesterday Uh, i do believe labor, as I've said many times, is going to be the powerhouse. I actually did a Twitter spaces yesterday with Greg Dickerson, and we talked about this. I think labor is going to get theirs the next four or five uh, years. We have seen real wages being negative for far too long. Uh, I believe uh, wages will start to turn nominally. I'm sorry, real wages will start to turn positive and that will help affordability going forward. But back to UPS. It looks like UPS is on the cusp of in six to eight weeks of a possible. This is obviously possible strike that might have three hundred and sixty thousand folks go on strike. If and this again is a big if UPS goes on strike at that numbers, it will be the largest strike in U.S. history. So again, uh, not something that a lot of people are talking about, but is something I read. Uh, Again, trying to just look into the future. We are obviously suffering from uh, work stoppage on the West Coast ports. I don't know if you've seen that, but there's a lot of uh, work stoppages on the ports for the same reason. Labor is negotiating higher wages and things of that nature. So, again, lots going on. So let's get back to Lance Lambert's brain teaser. Remember, the brain teaser was how many months since June 2009 has the U.S. been in a declared recession? Again, 14 years. Drum roll, please. Three months. Uh, we have been in declared recession for a single quarter. That quarter or those three-month periods were February, March, and April of 2020. If you guys don't remember that period, it was when we shut our economy down and unemployment bounced to 10% from memory. So that is the only declared Uh, recession over the last 14 years. And more importantly, why is that important? Because if you're, I don't know, under 40, you probably haven't been an investor in a recession. So you're probably getting a lot of fear and nervousness. And this is your first recession that is either here or coming. I want you to realize, again, uh, recessions are scary. I'm not trying to belittle or talk those down but they are truly your opportunity, right? We're sitting today, I think, at 3.7% unemployment. Let's say we go to 6.7. A big move, big move. Three million, three and a half million folks, big move. Even if we go to 6.7, that still means 92.3% of you are employed. It does mean that some assets and toys will go on sale. And if you want and if you're prepared, you can do amazing deals. So again, uh, for those of you that this will be your first recession, uh, I guess I will say uh, they're not as scary as they may seem. Uh, they are wonderful opportunities. And again, the last thing, and I've said this many times, I hope you go through five or six recessions. They are a natural part of the business cycle. Uh, I could tell you the first recession ran me over. The second recession I uh, crushed. We did really well. Uh, and this one... Um, I am looking forward to. And if you've been following my channel for a year, you know we saw this coming and we've done some preparation. So uh, you know, we did really well in the last recession and we'll do even better this time. So lots and lots of stuff going on. So shout out Lance for that brain teaser. So let's talk about where the inflation was. Uh, I'll just go through the kind of breakdown just really quickly. Uh, Transportation, over 10%, 10 10.2. Food away from home, 8.3%. Shelter, shelter, 8%. Shelter? again just mathematically going forward we'll get better not next month but the month after uh, that's just kind of how the system works uh, electricity 5.9 food at home groceries right 5.8 new cars new cars 4.7 now we go negative medical care down 0.1 used cars down 4.2% Gas and utilities down 11%, negative 11 Gasoline down 19.7%. And finally, fuel oil, fuel oil down negative 37%. Wow, quite a drop in fuel oil, negative 37%. Uh, what are the things we need to talk about? We should talk about some earnings. We did get a reading from Oracle. Oracle is that software company that we were going to look at reported Monday. They beat top line, beat bottom line, and are seeing cloud growth. Uh, so shout out the team at uh, Oracle. Um, let's talk about San Francisco. So, a couple of things have happened. Uh, we've obviously talked about one of the largest, actually, the largest, let's correct that, the largest hotel walking away. It's roughly 3,000 units. Now, Westfield, which, if you don't know, Westfield is the largest mall operator, uh, they are walking away from their $558 million mall loan. They are handing the mall back to the banks. Occupant or uh, foot traffic's down, stores are down, theft is up. It's just a disaster in San Francisco. I don't know what else can go wrong, but the death of San Francisco is continuing. I am convinced that San Francisco will have its moment like New York did in the 80s, where it just gets so bad that the community gets fed up and kicks out these horrible politicians. San Francisco is where it's at because they've had 20 years of a single um, party lead. They've adopted policies and now they are getting what they got. So, you know, San Francisco does not get better until the existing popul- um, politicians are removed and you put people in that want to change it. I don't care what party it's from, the party doesn't matter. We just need new people. And ultimately, I think what happens is somebody's going to make a billion dollars in San Francisco, probably multiple billion dollars. But as my good friend Dion says, not today. Shout out Dion. Uh, also, again, I've been looking at San Francisco because I think it is the epicenter, it is the earthquake it is the catastrophe of all catastrophes. There are 20 additional hotel loans that come due in the next 18 months. I suspect 70% and probably more to go back to the bank. This San Francisco is not going to get better anytime soon. It will have a moment. It will, you know, be reborn, but not today. So again, lots of pain coming to the wonderful city of San Francisco. Uh, you know it's bad when a guy like me, who has a lifetime goal of watching the Warriors with season tickets, gives up his season tickets, basically burns 50 grand uh, because I had these, you know, seat fees or whatever the heck they're called. And um, yeah, it's just unsafe. I couldn't I couldn't walk there with Olivia and, and feel uh, feel safe. So it's it's, it's crazy. Uh, burning fifty grand wasn't fun, but my my life is worth a lot more than that. So pretty crazy. Uh, so some other stuff going on. We have Capital Economics. Uh, capital Economics is a, a wonderful read. Uh, I would say they lean bearish, but that is great news for me. I would say I lean bullish. So one thing I try to do is read all sides, even the bear case. Capital economics has a prediction that home prices will turn negative in the second half. And basically what capital, capital economics, not these are my words, not theirs. I'm trying to summarize a rather large article. They're basically saying the slowdown will see uh, inventory rise, days on market rise, both things that you and I have talked about. But basically what capital economics is pointing to is eventually the sellers who have to sell will be lowering prices. I think that's a very interesting opinion. I would argue that there's a subtle, real market variable, and let me hear from you because you guys look at this stuff. Um, there are really two markets. There's really more than that, but let's just let's be simple. There's above and below the median. I cannot see how below the median homes have price cuts, unless they're just stupid prices or a, a total teardown or something. There's too much activity. And if we're right about inflation and if we are right about rates, we're actually going to see demand, aka affordability, get better. That said, uh, you know, I think the data is really supporting that above the median, what we can call luxury, or so 2x, that stuff is slow. And if we go into a recession, that stuff's going to stay slow. Uh, so, again, these are um, these are things I'm going. Again, I thought Capital Economics did a great job presenting their bear case. I can appreciate that they say prices are going to go negative. I'll just say um, we disagree. And disagreement is 100% okay. Uh, so, again, those are what I got. A couple of real quick things. I do want to remind you, if you are one of my students in How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, you are going to be part of the first time ever Three Amigos. Uh, There will be a Zoom call with the Three Amigos where you will be an active participant. I have really no idea how this is going to go. We're going to give it a shot. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Also, a lot of you have taken me up on buying the course. Thank you very much. How to get started one rental at a time at $3.99 because you get two free $50 courses, right? The Mastermind, the Buy Box, whatever it is that floats your boat. That is awesome. But let me remind you, You also get access to an amazing group of individuals in the private Facebook group. So dozens of you have bought the course in the last few days. Thank you. But also, don't forget, you do get access to the free Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, and not everybody is, I get it. All you have to do is look for a private group called One Rental at a Time Works. I will validate your purchase, and then I will approve you. Uh, I get asked by dozens of people every day. Most people get declined because you are only getting in that group if you bought the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. Again, folks, if we're going to get ready, you got to get ready. And I suggest you buy the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. If you want to give me just a taste or a tease, you can always buy the Buy Box course for 47 bucks and see what I'm all about. So again, folks, I hope you have an amazing day. I'm excited for the Three Amigos. They are amazing Uh, Gentlemen, we can also ask Dion. That's probably where we will start about his deal. He has wired the funds. He is closing tomorrow. Uh, So I don't know about uh, you, but that'll be the first question I ask. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Have an amazing day. Like, subscribe, comment, become part of this. And let's congratulate two golden ticket winners. Again, these are folks that honestly have done other deals, but both of them, this is their first deal following one rental at a time. So let's congratulate Chris, Chris, congratulations for getting your deal. Your golden ticket is going out. You can only ever get one. So here it is. And Athena, Athena, what a wonderful name. Athena, congratulations for getting uh, your first, uh, or you have multiple, but this is your first unit with one rental at a time. So I'm sending you a golden ticket. The next one you get, you'll get this black card right over my shoulder here. Again, you can get as many of those as you would like. Chris, Athena, great work. Your tickets will go out in the mail today. Take care, everyone. Bye.